Well, hello. Shall we pray? Lord, we do pray that you meet with us today. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you're going to challenge us, stir up our hearts in the spirit, Lord. I pray that you're going to shake us, Lord, and envision us. What is the dream? And who are the dreamers of the day, Lord? I just pray that you do with us, Lord, this afternoon, wherever, wherever you want, Lord. We give you our hearts, we give you our souls, we, we give the resources of our hearts to you and says, Lord, do something with us. We want to finish this race well, Lord. We want to come one day in your presence and hear those wonderful words. Come in your rest, my faithful service. Lord, I do believe you have great things for us, Lord. You have great things for our movement. You have great things for churches. You have great things for us personally, Lord. And I know that nothing else will satisfy us more than seeing the dreams that you put in our hearts coming to fulfillment, Lord. I know, Lord, that we're not going to see the whole fulfillment, fulfillment of those dreams, Lord, because you're the one who's starting them and finish them, Lord. But I just dream about that day. Sitting in heaven one day and looking how everything comes together, Lord. And what we started in our generation, the next generation is going to continue. And generation after them is going to do their part. And one day is going to be wonderful, Lord. So I pray for that. I pray for this afternoon. Open our hearts and put something of your spirit in our hearts and prepare us for the life in front of us. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, my name is Vlada. I'm coming from Serbia, as Maurice said. And the dreamers of the day is the seminar we're going to do today. And it's coming from the Lawrence of Arabia, as Morris read it. And I'm going to read again because I fell in love with this quote when I heard it first time. It says, all men dream, but not equally. Those who dream by night in the dusty resources of their minds wake up in the day to find that it was vanity. But the dreamers of the day are the dangerous men. The dreamers of the day are the dangerous men. For they may act their dreams with open eyes to make it possible. I do believe with all my heart that we live in a serious times with everything that's happening around. And I do think that every generation can say the same thing. Every generation lives in a serious times. But for us, for me, for my generation, we live in a serious times. And the world needs this kind of people. People who can dream about better tomorrow. People who somehow in the resources of their minds, they, they pick to the, to the hole in the door and, and sow that better future, better tomorrow. For our generations, for the people around us. And they dream about how can we bring that future today among us. And as the quote rightfully says, I do believe the dreamers of the day are the dangerous people. As Mike said, you know, if you mixed people with faith, with the promises of God, you have dangerous people. Because they know what is their potential in God. They know that when God promised something, He will bring to fulfillment. And they know if they give the, every single resource of their heart to God, God will use them and make them to be dangerous and bring that better tomorrow. So my invitations for you today is, let's dream about that. Let's Ask ourselves and let's think about ourselves as the dreamers of the day. Not the daydreamers. Okay, the daydreaming is the waste of time. Okay, people who daydream, they just waste your space and waste the air and nothing else. They just dream about some fantasy and never have the guts to see those fantasies coming 
in reality. Dreamers of the day act as is possible today to see fulfillment of their dreams in their, in their generations and, and in them. They act with open eyes. They will do everything possible. They will be unstoppable to see that better tomorrow coming among us. Uh, world is full with daydreamers. Okay. But there is no many dreamers of the day. There is no many people who are ready to go against the flow. And I think the dreamers of the day are precious people. They're very weak people. Okay? I think every single guy who is a visionary that I met, and I know from myself, they don't have a very high opinion about themselves. They see themselves as a weak people. And I think that's coming from the fact that they're always swimming against the flow. You know, the, the world is going in one direction. And when you're swimming down the river with the flow, it looks like easy. Everybody are good swimmers when they go down the flow. But you try to swim against the flow. You try to swim against the river. And you will see it's difficult. And you're going to think about self, well, I'm not a good swimmer. But the fact is the people who swim against the flow are probably much better, uh, much better swimmer than the ones who go down, down the flow. So if you are a dreamer of the day, you're a very precious person. You know, and don't be discouraged because it looks difficult. You look around yourself and you don't see, you think like you are just paddling in one place while everybody goes, advance and go. No, that's not true. You're very precious in God's eyes and God wants to bless you, encourage you, and do some amazing things. So, my story starts with... Um, well, I was a student... When I became a Christian, I studied mechanical engineering. I was just a normal guy. I wasn't anything special, to be honest. I did what the teenagers doing and what the students are doing. Nothing worse, nothing better. Just one of the lads. And God came in my life um, just in an ordinary way. Nothing special, to be honest. I haven't been a drug addict. I didn't have some kind of huge, huge salvation and huge story to tell you. Just an ordinary day. Ordinary day, an ordinary guy, and nothing else. But I know when God came in my life, I just knew it, that's it. God's calling me at something. I didn't know what is that. I remember I was on an IFS conference in Germany. It was 50 years of IFS or something like that. So all the big guys were there, the Ravi Zachariah and John Stott and Michael Green and everybody else. And... John Stott for preaching on a passing the button to the next generation. And I just could not sit on my seat. I just knew he's preaching to me. I'm that next generation. I'm the somebody who wants to take the button from God and go and do something. I don't know what, but I just want to do something. And I, I was so passionate about doing something right now that when he finished with preaching, lots of people went for him to sign their books and everything else. I didn't have a, his book. So I got the Bible and I give him a Bible and he says, I don't sign the Bibles. And give me back. It was like a cold shower. But I don't care. I just want to do something. I don't know what. I just wanted to do something. And it was a, a very blurred picture. I didn't know what is that in that time. And I think every dream starts like that. You don't know what is it. You just saw some light somewhere far away in the distance. You just heard some noise far away in the distance. You don't know what is it. How does it look like or anything. 
You just know that's the direction you need to go. And with every single step you go, you'll find more and more, what is that light? And what is that, that, uh, that sound? And I know at that time my prayer was very much, Lord, I want to learn how to trust you. I want to learn what does it mean totally depends on you. I want that dream. I want that passion. It's burning my heart. I don't know what is it. But I know that the key ingredients in, in, in reaching that passion in my heart is to know you much more and much better. And I pray all those dangerous prayers in that time. Lord, make me to depend on you. Make me to not find comfort, comfort in, my, in, a, in a security of the life around me. I want to trust just you and nobody else. For me, God hear that prayer, and it looks like, in a way, that I got married. And soon after I got married, I went to army. And soon as I went in army, the war started in Kosovo. So I finished in the war while my wife was in England giving birth to her child. And it was really tough. <laughs> and every single day, I did depend on him all the time. But he stayed with me, that prayer. Lord, teach me how to depend on you without if in any way. And I think there's so many prayers today. People pray that if intentionally or not intentionally, directly or not directly, in that prayer is, Lord, I want to do things for you if. Escape from that if. That if means you want to trade your faith for something else. Is a missionary society, when missionary society want to send some helpers to, to Dr. Livingstone, they literally ask him, we want to send some people to you, but can you tell us, is there any good roads to you? So we can send them to come to you. And Livingstone replied, if you have men who will come only if there is a good road, I don't want them. I want men who will come even, and there is not road at all. And there is so many places without roads around us. There are so many places that the Christian boot did not step there yet. The Christian values don't exist. There are so many places in your society, in my society, in every area of society, on a small level, from the schools to the big level, to the government, to the areas of life and everything else, which needs Christian's influence. And nobody walked there yet. And maybe you're hearing today, maybe you're here somewhere, in your heart, this is my path. And maybe you have in your heart this if, I would love to do that. If somebody else started and go in front of me, I would love to follow. If I have this and that, I would love to do it. And God says, no, 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 the only thing you need is just fully surrender your soul to me. And see how mightily I can do with somebody who is ready to sacrifice his own life for my goods. And you're going to see some great stuff happening. And we all made differently. I have my dream, and I have my set of skills, and my set of falls, and the limps, and everything else. I have all that. But you have your calling on your heart. And I know you have your calling on your heart. You have calling on your heart. Okay? You have that. And the what we have all in common is God. And we have that potential in Him, which is the same in all of us. And we live in a broken world. All of us. Okay, that is the common factors we have. We have us who hear the voice. We have the broken world. And we have God who fully wants to invest in us to do some amazing things. So, I want to talk about two things today with you. Establishing what is your dream. 
asking yourself that question, what is that dream that I'm dreaming about? And how to live that dream out? What I have and from what I can talk to you is my 10 and more years of experience of planting church in Serbia in a place where there is no churches at all. I live in a city of 350,000 people with much less than 100 Christians in a whole city. Uh, people are usually very uh, traditional Christians with a lot of superstition and things like that, but not Bible-believing in any way. I live in a country where it's towns and towns, cities and cities, without any kind of Christian expression, with absolutely nothing. I mean, just in a radius of 20 kilometers around Niš, you have dozen-plus towns with 20,000 people with no churches at all. So no believers in any way. You know, I live in a country where Christian never made any kind of breakthrough in a government, in an education system, health system, or anything like that. Live in a country which is very corrupt, very not good. <laughs> what can I ask? I live in a country which just recently been destroyed by floods. You probably heard about that in the news, but, but the good part of Serbia literally two weeks ago was totally destroyed by floods. We talk about 30-something people die. We talk about damage of 150 billion euros damage. We talk about the infrastructure, houses, towns destroyed and everything else. You know, and it needs people who will say, right, in some way we have a fresh start. Everything is destroyed. We need people who wants to step forward and, and bring some change in all this. And that is tough. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy living in a broken world and it's not easy to bring your dream to fulfillment in a broken world. It's not easy living in a house that is all damaged. It's even more difficult living in a house which is in the process of repair. I don't know if you ever lived in a house, in a flat. I live in a flat. and I know a few years ago we did some huge repairs in the flat from the kitchen, bathroom and everything else while we were living there. Now that is tough. <laughs> it's much better having a bad bathroom and bad kitchen than living while you're fixing all that. You know, it's tough. So we need to learn what it actually means living in a broken world and living progressively, bringing change all the time in a broken world. And I can share with you my experience and if you want some, some more of that, you need to get somebody else <laughs> with, with their experience. Dream is closely connected to what your heart is sticking for. You need to listen your heart closely to hear what's making your heart ache. And I think everybody's heart's ticking for something. We all wire up differently, and God created us with different skills, different uh, gifts, different passions, different flaws and everything else, and the world needs you. world doesn't need you to copy somebody else. The world, world needs you and for what you are passionate. So you need to find your passion. You need to find your ticking of the heart. Well, God, what the world needs, it's you burning with fire in all its fullness. That's what it needs. Not to follow somebody's old dreams or anything like that. It needs you to ask yourself those questions. What is that that I love most in this world? Jack London says, I will rather be ash than dust. I will rather be superb material. Every atom of me, a magnificent glow, than a sleepy, a permanent planet. The function of man is to live, not to exist. 
I shall not waste my days trying to prolong them. I shall use my time. What a great quote. I just love it. Well done, Jack. I will rather be ashes than dust. <laughs> I'd rather burn with something. I'd rather finish this race and finish this life with, uh, with a pile of ashes. Knowing that I burn for something right and I passionately live for something like that. And that passion govern my life, govern my resources, govern everything what I have. And just die and rotten and nothing else like a dust. And it's so easy in this safe culture just to cruise along, just to go with the flow, just to be one of those who goes with the flow of the river and nothing else. But you know what? We have passionate saver. And he needs the passionate followers. He needs people with passion. What makes you passionate? What makes you passionate? And you know that. I know when I go to the church and I talk about it, and, and young people and everybody else says, oh, what is the dream? You know, what is your dream? How do you know what God has for you? And my answer is, I think you know that. <laughs> I think you know. You know that. You know what you're passionate for. It's, it's just not clear. It's the somewhere in a distance. It doesn't, you, we, we're expecting some huge thing that the letters written on the wall, wall, the wall so clearly. What is that God that you want from me in this life? But in fact, is, it just starts with the light in the distance. Something that interests you. Something that raises your level of anger or your level of passion of your level of love, something which touch your emotions, touch your heart. It's something there. And it's always there. And if you ask yourself, it's always there. You just need to go in that direction. With every step, with every day, with every year, going in that direction is going to become more clearly and you will become more passionate. So don't make this to be a, some kind of super spiritual thing. What is my dream? It's easy. Just go in the right direction. And maybe it starts like, I love this church. And while you are serving in that church, it will become more and more clearly what part of the God's kingdom God wants you to be passionate. What really likes to do. Do you cry for the kids of England to be better? Do you cry for, uh, for the families to come back to the glory the families should be? Do you actually want to see things very much change on governmental level or anything like that? That will govern you. You will say, well, I want to get better education in this. I want to learn social science. I want to learn political science. I want to learn something. Why? Not because I want to earn more money, but because my passion leads me in that direction. So don't tell me that. You don't know what is your dream. It's there somewhere. <laughs> Go back home. Before you go to bed and think about that. What is that passion? And you will click clearly and quickly see the light in the distance. Not letters on the wall. Light in the distance says you go in that direction. You're going to find out what is that passion I put in your heart. Because money is never enough. It's never enough full fuel for us to burn in this life with, with excitement and burn in this life with success. He can buy us a lot of things. But there is a thing that money cannot buy. He can't buy satisfaction of heart when I see somebody get saved. He can't buy 
that feeling in my heart when I put my head on a pillow and I say today I fought for something much bigger than my small life. It cannot change that feeling that me and God, God and I did something together today. <laughs> it cannot buy something like that. It cannot buy that yesterday I was mocked. Yesterday I was full. Yesterday people said rubbish about me. But you know what? I feel great. Because God and I did something together. You cannot buy that feeling of walking in the Spirit, of walking with God. My, my life counts for something much bigger than the things that will pass one day. You cannot buy that. And I need that. Yes, I have some losses today. Yes, people laughed to me today. Yes, I was kind to somebody who wasn't kind to me today. But you know what? I still can lie down in bed every night and feel great. And that's what I want more than anything else. For me, that passion is when I bring somebody to Christ, when I see the church in niche in Serbia or wherever God's opened the doors, gets better and better and established. It's brighter and brighter. It's so more and more vivid in people's lives. The people more and more turn around their heads and see that light coming and says it's beautiful. I want that. More specifically, my dream is to help people to reach that full potential in God. Now I know. I didn't know in the beginning. In the beginning, it was just something there connected to God, connected to church, but I don't know what. In my passion, I made all kind of full of myself and full, full, foolish things, and Morris was witness of many of them. But it doesn't matter, because it was that direction it to go. Today I know. I know. It took 10 years. <laughs> I know. Specific passion in my heart is helping somebody to reach their full potential in God. You know, if I can do that, if I can spend this hour with you today, never see you again, and you in 10, 20, 15 years, not telling to me, telling to yourself, do you know what was the most important moment in my life? It was when well, that guy, I don't even remember his name, preached that day in that church hall. And God really touched my heart and changed everything in my life. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. John Stott did that for me. I still remember passing the button, passing the button. For me it was, wow, that's me, Lord. What shall I do? Well, go and let him sign your Bible. I don't sign the Bibles. Who cares? I just need to do something. <laughs> I just need to do something. Somebody <laughs> described politicians very well. In Serbia, it applies for all around the world. It says politicians are easy to spot on the streets because they're the ones walking around the town constantly licking their index finger and they're lifting it up in the air, trying to guess in which way the wind is blowing so we can go in that direction. Maybe they had passion one day to change the wind, but then sooner or later they just wanted to stay where they are and catch the wind and go with the blow. Change will never come simply from replacing what wet, one wet finger politician with another one. Change will come when you change the wind. When God raised the Christians, the people who will say, I'm going to go against the flow. I'm going to be the one who's going to change the wind. Change comes when you reframe the issues and operate from a 
completely different set of values when you say to yourself, well, this didn't work very well until now. I'm going to change the values. I'm going to reframe the issues. I want to think again and apply something different and change the things. Change comes when you stop believing that this time the same old solution will work and you have the courage to go different road, to go against the flow. And instead of guessing the which way wind is blowing, it's time to change the wind. It's time to change the wind. Maybe in your personal life, this message applies some way. Maybe in your church, this message applies some way. Maybe for all of us, it applies some way. It's time to change some things. It's time to allow God to challenge us and say, are you going to change something around yourself? Not, lo- not longer can we afford to let communities and culture to set up agenda. Church needs to stand up. Us, institution, or family, or call it wherever you want, in the national levels, wherever churches is, and says, right, we, wanna be, we want you to ask us also about our opinion. We want to be factor of change in society. It's, we need to stop seeing ourselves just institution, which gathers from time to time on a Sunday, and have the cell groups and things like that, and see us as an army, finally as an army. That's what we are called to be an army. I was in the army, okay? I have excellent friends from the army. I sorted out some things um, with my health issues in the army and all that kind of stuff. But that's all secular thing. The primary thing of me being in the army is being equipped for the war. Nothing else. And church is here with one primary issue. We are here to bring kingdom of God. It's that war, spiritual war that we have on our shoulders. That's the primary thing. Everything else, it's secular. Everything else is secular. Beautiful blessing comes with this, but only when we did the primary things in the first place. We need to live with that unique image as the followers of Jesus Christ. It's time to realize that the most radical thing we can do, the most wind-changing action we can take, is to be who we are. Who we are. It just brings back that image of who we are in Christ. And who is God? And who is in front of us? And see what is our calling and what can we do? It's seeing again with open eyes the dream. <laughs> the reality, how God sees reality. Not allowed in the facts of the life constantly to say that's not true, that's not true. We are called to be Don Quixote. You know the Don Quixote? <laughs> well, he had that friend, Sancho, Panza, if I remember. And the Don Quixote was the, was the dreamer. He was go all around and just dream about everything what he see. He will see the windmills and he will think there are the dragons. And one moment he was walking and he saw something which he described as a beautiful castle. <laughs> a beautiful castle with the beautiful doors and the, and, the, and the flags and everything else. Absolutely beautiful. And Sancho was looking and said, this is just broken in with the squeaky doors. With the roof that's falling down, says, Master, this is just the ink. It's broken ink, nothing else. And Don Quixote said, Stop! <laughs> I will not allow your facts to interfere my vision. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> I'm not allowing your facts to mess up my brain. <laughs> and you get the proper dreamer of the day. You get the visionary guy. You can shout in your face until you're blue about the facts of reality. Where I am. I am in a broken Serbia. 
even more destroyed now than months ago. I didn't have a hope. People in Syria didn't have hope months ago. Do you think they have a more hope today? After all the floods, the facts are horrible. But I see the better tomorrow. I know what is possible in God. I know. How do I know? Well, He did impossible in my life with me, saving me. I was the tough case in my eyes. <laughs> and He saved me. He changed my life fully. He changed my life fully. If He can do that in my eyes, <laughs> He can do anything. So you can shout as much as you want. I do believe God can do some amazing thing. There is a new world to be created. And you and I have in our hands to be part of that creation. And I want to be part of that. I want to walk the valley of the dry bones. And not just commenting on the dry bones. I want to prophesy to the dry bones. I want to take active part in seeing those dry bones coming to life. What is your dream? My dream is to see the transformation. As I said, my big dream is to see the church of Christ, the local church, the beauty. Growing up, wherever God's put me, I want to play that part to add something to that beauty. Helping that beauty to be created. More specifically, I want to see that dream happening for me, helping people to reach their full potential in God and building the lock in the church where they can fulfill that full potential they have in Christ. What is your dream? Five minutes to think about that. <laughs> what is your dream? Think and share with somebody. I'm going to ask some of you to share. It's very good when you publicly proclaim your dream. When you stand up in front of everyone and says, my dream is... Totally, totally something impossible. Doesn't matter. This is the place to be crazy because we can be crazy in God's presence because in Him, every, every, every promise and dream He put in your heart is yes for Him. And He wants to tell that with your mouth how crazy that dream is because it's not crazy for Him. What well, is the miracle for us? For He's the day job. He do them all the time. It's easy. So, should we do that? Five minutes, talk among yourself. What is your dream? Share your dream with somebody. I'm going to ask some of you to share that with us.